the Hotshot with Kids Podcast Network. Beep, boop, boop, boop. New boy in the neighborhood lives downstairs and it's understood. He's there just to take good care of me. Hey, it's never a clock for the Hotshot with Kids with Mike Klein Jr. and Mark Davila, and this is TV Cynics. And we are going on what? What? <laughs> Today we're talking about Charles in Charge. <laughs> I guess. The thing first of all, well, if you don't know, Charles in Charge is a show that was on in the from like eighty four to eighty five. That's it? I think so. Come on. It had more seasons. It wasn't on for one year. It had multiple seasons, eighty four to eighty five. Oh maybe yeah, it was longer than that. Till nineteen eighty four to nineteen ninety. But yeah. it was one of those shows that all of a sudden got canceled and then picked up in syndication. Ah, that I didn't know. It was a first-run syndication show. I do know that it had two different theme songs. Like, at one point, it had the original theme song, and then a, a, I think the a second one, the one. second one was probably... When it went into syndication? Yeah. So here's the, this is the original one from season one. Yeah, so do I. Scott Baio. And uh, so then later on, there was the uh, second version. The, of the jazzy season. one. Yeah, this one's more upbeat. But faster, too. Faster pacing. Like he's one of the family. That's the one I mostly remember. Like, the, some of the characters are different, too. It's so sad to see Nicole Eggert. Oh, man. She Nicole was, Eggert was, like, the hottest chick. I mean, she's perfect. Was perfect. Yeah. Now, not so much. Now, okay, so let's let's explain the premise of Charles in Charge, Mike. First of all, for some reason, shows back then... They needed a nanny. They always wanted... <laughs> They needed living help. They needed help around the house. And it was always, I guess they couldn't afford real help. So they always had to get some like person, like, um, Char- like we got Charles in charge. We got Tony Danza, Tony Danza, Mr. Belvedere, even the nanny later on. Like she just showed up the door as a salesperson. Like, Hey, you want to be my nanny? Well, I, I sell cosmetics, yeah. sir. For some reason we had middle-class households needing live in help. Yeah. To raise, you know, uh, like a handful of kids. And they just seemed to hire the first person who showed up to the door. And I would say they made an ill-advised choice in hiring a young Lothario, bringing them into your home with young teenage daughters... Who he ends up fucking. Well, I don't know if he did in the show. Not in the show, but in real life he was well, fucking that's not, That is no concern to the characters. I don't know. If he if he was fucking the real ones, he might have been fucking the characters, too. Uh, well, I don't know. This is Scott Baio, mm-hmm. after all. The premise was, when the series premiered, Charles had just taken a job with Stan and Jill Pembroke to help care for their three children, Sons Jason and Douglas and daughter Lila. Oh, yeah. In exchange for his services, the Pembroke provided Charles room and board. So again, they, they get this. They're not even really paying them then? No. That doesn't make much sense. We talked sense. about this in a previous episode how if you're getting room and board, you're probably not getting paid very much in actual money or at all in this case. But then how does he <clears> live? <throat> because you can't, you need, you need money, 
but you don't have time to get a job to earn money because you have to spend most of your day taking care of these kids and the house. So that's like indentured servitude. When the show returned in 1987, because it le- I guess it went away. It left. The, Bye. the Powell family, his original family, was the, the Powell family was living the home. His original family, the Pembrokes, had moved to Seattle. So the family that I heard moved and go, oh yeah, there's this handsome dude's going to be living in a room. They just left that other guy yeah, there? Yeah, they sublet the house, which included letting Charles continue living there. Taking care of... No, this hey, is such I'll, an insane premise. Listen, we hired this dude, this handsome guy, to take care of our kids, but we're leaving, but um, you could live in this house, but this handsome guy's going to stay there, and you know what? He can take care of your kids now. Sounds good. It's just, it's just so crazy. So the only people... And he won't fuck any of your kids, guaranteed. Yeah. So the Powells were in season two. Or no, season two through five. Seasons one through... One through uh, what is this? Well, it would have been one and two if the other ones were two through five. Okay, here's how the show works. It was on from in 84, 85. That was season one. And then after 85, there was a two-year hiatus, and then it came back in syndication. Okay. For some reason, some executive was like, listen, man... The people out there... They've been, they're, they're demanding Charles in charge they for need, years. They need Scott Bay. They need Chachki. What was his name? Chachki? Chachi, not Chachki. Chachki. They need Chachi back on television, all right? And the show with Aaron Moran didn't work, okay? So let's go. That's weird. That's that, was a, Joni. I, that is a long break. Two years and then just bringing the, the whole old show back. Couldn't you just make up a new show for him? So Nicole Egger was in the second... She was probably the second yeah. family. And she's now, uh, Nicole Eggert's 47 years old now. Holy shit. Still alive? Oh, yeah. You sure? Yeah. By this, by the time this airs, she might be dead. Well, that's true of us as well. By the time this airs, we might be dead. <laughs> it's true. You never air these episodes. Well, you'd have to come over <laughs> and demand to see the computer so you could post them. Yeah. If you died, no, no problem. Hey, you know what? If you died, I probably wouldn't even post them. Like, well, no one's going to yell at me for not posting them. I don't know. I think or I do it as a... Uh, as a, like some kind of commemoration, you might post them. Here's the show unaired, you know, Mark's dead now. The Mark's dead now. We did, didn't we record a show where we pretended one or the other was dead? Or did we just or never... Or did we talk about it? I think it? we just talked about it. I don't know. We never, should. I'll never find that episode. We should, we should make two episodes. One where we say that you died, and then one where we say that I died. We'll never die together... Unless a, like we a, don't travel a Bob, together. Yeah, anymore. we're like the president and vice president. We never travel together. <laughs> it's too dangerous. It's yeah. too dangerous. You're going to lose both whiz kids? Come on. And if we're in the same place, there's a lot of security. Use involved. your fucking head. Two whiz kids <laughs> traveling together? Please. Yeah. I always think about that when all my siblings go somewhere in the same car. I'm like, should, should, we, listen, should we be doing this? My mom would be yeah. so heartbroken. If one dies, eh. Yeah, that sucks. It's cost of living, you know. But it's collateral damage right there. Yeah. You know, the kind of life we live. So anyways, the family lets a very handsome Scott Baio, who was a legendary coxman. He sure was. Who was known for standing at the bus stop in Hollywood and just waiting for young girls from young Kansas starlets. to show up <clears throat> looking for fame. And he's, you know, he's all too willing to help. He knows people in the industry. He is in the industry. So, you know, he'll take you out to dinner, show you a good time. And, you know, hey, you know. I'll introduce you to the right people. You know, Scott Baio is pretty irrelevant these days. I think he's like a right-wing guy now, but do you think he's still getting really attractive women? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because it's like, he's not even famous anymore. He's still Scott Baio. 
but nobody goes through that. I asked my sister who Scott Bayo is. She's like, who? Yeah, she probably wouldn't. She's in her twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone in their twenties doesn't know who Scott Bayo is. Yeah. They, if anything, they might know. He's. They might think he's some kind of political guy. Yeah, like because he's on Fox. Maybe their parents watch watch Fox News, and there he is. So he's kind of famous still on the panel. It's like he's on TV, right? Looks familiar. Yeah, but it, I don't think he can wait at a bus stop and be like, oh, Scott Bayo. Look. You know what? I'd have as much luck at a bus stop. Star of a sick. Like, what has he done since Charles and Charles ended? Oh, he, um, the, that Netflix thing that didn't used to be on Netflix, that show. Let's take a look at these. Shit. I can't, I'm blanking. Let's look at the one with David Cross and, uh, just, and, uh, Jason Bateman. All right, here. Arrested Development. He was in Arrested Development. He was on a show called Who's Watching the Kids? 11 episodes. He was Frankie the Fox Vitola. Who's watching the kids? Not Scott Baio. He'll fuck them. He was an episode of Fantasy Island. The original with Tattoo? Oh, this is a good one. He was in a movie called The Boy Who Drank Too Much. And you know what his character's name was? Buff Sanders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit. That's my new name. He was probably one of the... Uh, that sounds like a porn name. He was, in a he was in a show called Good Time Girls. Here's Boomer. ABC after school special he he was in an episode called Stone he played a lot of like party guys party guys yeah that was his thing I believe it then of course he was in Joni Love Tchotchke Tchotchke stop <laughs> saying Tchotchke 17 episodes and finally he got Charles in charge yeah that was a big claim to fame after that after Charles in charge he wasn't he wasn't an episode of My Two Dads and he was on Full House dude we gotta do My Two Dads <laughs> true Oh, yeah, he started Baby Talk. He was the dad of the baby. Was he? Remember, Baby Talk was a TV version of Look, Look Who's, Who's Talking. Talking yeah. With, um, oh, who the hell started that? It was the girl that I was kind of, like, familiar. Was it Bruce Willis? That's all I know. Julia Duffy. She seemed familiar at the time. George Clooney was in Baby Talk as really? well. He was in a lot. So, anyways, after Baby Talk... He didn't really do much. He, he, there was a couple one-off stuff. Mixed Blessings. That was a movie. Can't Hurry Love. But, so Scott Bale... Hey, he was on The Nanny. He was like, hey, I was once a nanny for some reason. Yeah. Now you're a nanny. But Scott Bale is uh, arguably a, the biggest star to come out of this show, right? No well, one else... Well, he was the biggest star on the show. And, and no one else on the show ever did anything again. No. Yeah. He was in five episodes of Rusted Development. Yeah. Yeah, he's on... He's not like a main character, but he has a recurring role. He hasn't been in any TV show since 2014. And... It's only 2020, so give him time. He hasn't been in any films since 2005. So I don't know how this guy's making money. He's, eh, he's doing political rallies and whatnot, probably. Yeah, well... So he shows up, and I remember the show... But the one episode I remember is where... Is it one of those ones where he was dating multiple girls and he had to sneak around in the no, same restaurant? He was dating his best friend. What was Willie? He was he was gay. Willie had a girl, and he was dating Willie. He was because he was such a good friend. He started dating Willie's girlfriend behind his back. <laughs> He's got bail. You gotta give him a break. Then all of a sudden, Willie was really sick of his girl. He said, "Scott or Charles, yeah, yeah Chuck, as I like to call you." You gotta take her off from my hands, man. Like, I can't take it anymore. I can't get rid of her. So Scott Bayo, the good friend he was, tell you what, I'll start dating your girl that yeah. way. And, it, and I didn't start dating her four months ago. No, I'm gonna start dating her now. After you ask, I haven't been fucking her behind your back, but what, I'll start fucking her. What now. kind of sigh of relief would you get Oof. if that happened? 
That for Scott or Charles, whatever the fuck his name is. He wouldn't care. Yeah. No, for like for me, that would be a relief. Mm. Let's say I'm fucking your girlfriend behind your back <laughs> for a while and you come to me in confidence. Mark, I can't take her anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Then I have the bright idea. I'll tell you what. I'm going to do you a huge favor <laughs> and I'm going to start fucking her. I mean, I would be so relieved because now I don't have to sneak around anymore. But meanwhile, you know, now I have to... Uh, have to have the conversation with the girl and say listen we can't tell them we've been seeing each other for a while let's just say where hey, would that even come up unless she really hates them I've been fucking Mark for years mm. oh yeah because you'd have to go up and like hey guess what we can, we can yeah we can openly date now we can, we, we can meet up with Willie now because he's, he's he wants to dump you but he's too afraid to actually dump you so he's yeah so there would, there would be eh, I don't know there's gonna be some wrinkles in that plan I don't know if you're the less, if you're the less handsome friend. What are the chances that your really handsome, suave friend is gonna want to date the girl you're with? It's possible. We we see it all the time where like girls uh, mysteriously date guys that are way beneath them. So it is possible your better looking friend would want her. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. So that that was the basically the adventures. You know, sometimes it was Charles' adventure. Sometimes it back at school. Sometimes it was he's Ooh, helping. You know, you, you know what you didn't mention? How every time you walked in the door, you'd point to the camera. No, the movie <laughs> Zapped. Oh yeah, he was Zapped. in the movie Zapped, where he got like psychic powers and zapped again. True. I think Willie was in the movie with him. I'm pretty sure he got him a job. I think Willie's like a super religious guy now. Yeah, I think so. Everyone became super conservative or religious after, after the show. Ended. Weird. Except for Nicole Eggert. I don't know what she did. Um, <clears throat> the theme the theme song was composed by David Kurtz the David Kurtz? Michael Shit. Jacobs Al Burton and performed by Shandy Cinnamon oh. Which the theme way? music was mellower whoa, in the first whoa, season whoa. it was remixed for syndication yeah I was gonna say did they write the same version like they wrote both versions the song was performed by a cappella group the, the Blanks for the medical sitcom Scrubs so everyone loves this, 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 this theme song I know I do. This article is about the sitcom. For the episodes of American Horror Story Cult, see Charles Manson in charge. <laughs> Was there a Charles Manson in charge? No, yeah. That would be a good spoof. Yeah. Charles in charge. And it show Charles Manson. Yeah, be good. I like the theme song because it's basically the uh, point of view of a person, the girl living in the, in, the, in the house, and she wants Charles in charge of her days and her nights. Obviously, that means they're having sex. Which I would think so. So let's say you know Charles is fucking the character, you know Nicole Eggert's character. So I mean, she's an attractive girl. He's an attractive guy, and you know he he sees her going around the house. So it's not going to be long before you know he makes his move, and she's interested in him. He's a, a handsome older guy. She, she probably had a crush on him. Probably like a couple years older. Yeah. So, meanwhile, well, first off, it is technically illegal. She's probably 16, and he's probably, like, 19 or something. So, okay, yeah, it is a crime, but, you know, it's a harmless one at that. But, meanwhile, you're sneaking around. You don't want the mom to find out. But, like, the mom is so oblivious, and then you had the grandfather in the in the mix, too, and, like, no one notices. And it's risky. Charles has some guts, you're going to sneak out of a room in the middle of the night and, you know, what if you get caught? So he found, so 1984 uh, and 85 was the first season. The first season. Um, 
Oh yes, Char the the pilot was Charles has a date with Gwendolyn Pierce. The same night he has to watch the Pembroke children. Like you took a job as a fucking babysitter. And yeah, like, you know some responsibility, dude. Episode two, Charles encourages the children to try new activities at school, like smoking. Charles shows a young woman. This is episode four. Shows a young woman, Meg Ryan. Ooh. What it's like to take care of children every day, kissing her as well. What kind of? What kind of who it's wrote weird. these? <laughs> I got to kiss Meg Ryan and yeah. take care of kids today. I was training a new person at work and kissing them too. And kissing them as well. <laughs> so then I went to season That's two. That's how I trained. Oh, the, the, the final episode of the season was Meet Grandpa. Grandpa Harry visits the house unexpectedly. And then decides to stay. <laughs> I went for a visit. And I don't know. Fuck it, I'm moving. A lot on. of times in sitcoms, Grandpa would show up because he was telling everyone he was dying. I think that happened in really? Growing Pains. Yeah, in Growing Pains, that happened. It just shows up. Wouldn't that just be expected? You're a grandpa. You're probably, you know, you're older. Not really. When I was born, my grandpa was in his 40s. And he died, right? Did he tell everyone? Well, in his 50s. Oh, there you go. But he never came over to tell us he was going to die. Maybe he just don't remember. helpful. Maybe the shock would have been better. I don't know. Well, it's not wouldn't be a shock if he told you. I don't know if that would make it better, would it? <sighs> you could prepare yourself. I remember maybe. I got a call. It's around in the year 2000. And I got a call that my grandpa wasn't feeling well. He needed someone to take him to the hospital. Now, that same day, Howard Stern was about to announce whether he was going to renew his contract, which every five years he'd do the same shit where he'd be like, I don't know if I'm coming back. I don't know. So you told your grandpa to fuck off because I so got to So I drove in a circle until he made the announcement. Then I went over <laughs> and went in the house and my grandpa thought it was the end. Now, he didn't die for another nine years, but he 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 had tears in his eyes and he said, I guess this is it. I'm really proud of all of you. And I'm like, proud of me? I haven't done shit. You still have it. So you're still waiting. I'm 21. I I was in, not, not in college. I had some shitty job, if that. That might have been a time where you were unemployed. Probably. <laughs> you didn't even have a job. But he's crying that he's proud of us all. I'm like, I think you would be proud of us no matter what. Well, that's a nice, supportive grandpa. Yeah. But he thought it was over. And it wasn't over, by the way. He was fine. But that was the most uncomfortable like moment of my life where your grandpa is basically crying telling you he's dying. And I'm the only one there, sitting there. I'm like, oh, God. Remember when we had that conversation? I thought I was dying, and I told you how proud I was. You always you. think you're dying. <laughs> <clears throat> well, one of these days I'm going to be right. True. If you always think you're going to die, you will be correct at some point. That's like when people make predictions. and like, look, my prediction was right. They, look, let's see all your predictions. They were wrong. Though. I know. Well, look, yeah, all those psychics. Like, I made a thousand predictions this year and I only focus on the one that I got right. Let's forget about the 999 that I was mm -hmm. wrong about. So two years later, the show is brought back. Now, I, I really want to know what happened, what anyone in this decision. To bring it back? Did Scott Bayo have some kind of like success in the meantime? They're like, well, he's pretty successful now. No, you know what it was? He was fucking one of the execs. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Or he was able to <clears throat> parlay like some of those chicks he meets at the bus stop. He he, kind of palmed them off on some of the somebody high up. So now they're like, "Yeah, we'll give you a show. We keep that supply of uh, chick coming my way." So we're back in 1987. Season two begins. After returning from a trip, Charles finds that the Pembrokes are moving, and a new family, the Powells, are living there. It's like, do I still live here? 
Like they didn't tell me they were moving, but my my shit's still in my room. Wouldn't they meant like moving is <clears throat> like is a, you don't just decide one day you're gonna move. And wouldn't he know they're moving when they're moving all the shit out? He lives in that house. Wouldn't he be confused? He sees moving men. They're all like moving their shit out. Is he that dumb? Or did they move so fast? Like, all right, all right. We know he's going to be at the movies for two hours. We got to get our shit out now. Episode 24. Now, this is a very common sitcom trope. Charles and Buddy take Adam to the art, to their art class. Do you know where this is going? Is it nude? Yep. Where Professor Wycliffe mistakes Adam for a young art photographer. I don't know who the fuck Adam art is. Art prodigy. Buddy ends up meeting a girl named Rebecca Stansberry that poses nude for her class. For art class. Where can I find those art classes? I can't draw for shit, but I'll take. They are. Out. They exist because um, my ex girlfriend she was in she was in art she was in art school and she said that that did happen. I mean, I know it. It's re- it's a real thing, but I want to find. But there's always shenanigans in sitcoms. Yeah, I don't need shenanigans. I just like looking at naked people. Sir, you haven't drawn anything, and your penis is out. What do you say about that? <laughs> Why be quiet? Because it's happened to you before? No, I would, that's what I would do. I would just be silent. I, I, I got nothing to say to that. Like, listen, you got me, man. <laughs> it's true. Can you come you up call me. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, I, I'm jerking it no, here. No, man, I'm just airing it out. Leave me alone. <laughs> I didn't draw anything. Or, I'm, I'm jerking it. Sir, I, your penis is beautiful. Would you like to be a, a, a would you like I'll to be a penis model. Later on? <laughs> For the next class. Do they actually have to be totally nude? Like, a girl could wear underwear and it'd be the exact same thing. I'm pretty sure, from what I hear, you have to be totally nude. But I'm saying you don't need a, uh, a woman, especially, doesn't need to be totally nude. Well, what's this? Well, shut the fuck up. Says who? Who yeah. says they don't have to be totally nude? Me? Yeah, you're fucking wrong. They don't have to be totally nude. What, what, you don't know what a nude model means? Nude model, except for underwear. That's not nude. Uh, episode three Adam becomes the target of a bully. Charles tries to help. Now he gets bullied. Yeah, I don't know. Charles isn't really a tough guy. I mean, he's an adult, kind of. Wouldn't that be funny, though? That'd be a funny sitcom where you're kind of like the mentor for a little kid, and he's getting bullied, so you try mm-hmm. to intervene to help, but now that bully starts bullying you, <laughs> you don't know what to well, do kids about are always, it. Well, kids were always... When I was a kid, kids were always threatening that their dad was going to come around. Like, my dad's going to come, and he's going to beat you up. Like, whose dad's beating up little kids? I'd like to see that, though. Some kids deserve beatings. Or it's always like, my dad against your dad. But I'm like, my dad's not a fighter. Well, then, hey, then you better watch your fucking mouth if you don't want to see your dad get his ass kicked. Your dad might have scared some other kids' dads. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. He looked like a fighter. Yeah, well, my dad was, uh, in his youth, he got into scraps. He was an athletic guy, all into sports and whatnot. Oh. So... How'd you not get into sports then? I don't know. You hate your dad? I just never did. Not in me. I don't know. But my, might, my yeah, my dad was very athletic. Football, he might, he baseball. Might, he must not have tried to um like get you into sports then. I don't know. He would take me out and we'd play we'd play catch and we hit the ball around. But did he sit you down and watch games with him? I mean he'd be watching games, but I wasn't interested in watching them with him. Oh, that's weird. I don't know. It's weird to me. So anyways, we gotta uh we gotta fast forward to no, the end. We do. Well, we always do. Yeah, how did it end? We jumped all the way to November 10th, 1990. The year I was born. Sarah puts on a show to raise money and Charles directs while preparing for an interview a to get into... A burlesque show. 
while preparing to get into Charles is getting into Princeton how old is he I don't know and in the, in the uh, penultimate episode Sarah visits relatives in Albuquerque and a foreign exchange student that's living with them a pilot to a possible spinoff which never materialized I really would have liked to have seen Sarah in charge of her of her um, foreign exchange student is it a was it a chick that Charles was fucking the foreign exchange student? Oh, here's a look at this episode one twenty three. Charles visits his aunt Sally at a car at her car wash. A pilot to a possible spinoff, which never materialized. Man. How many pilots did they try? They getting? they were trying. They were fucking. Like, listen, man. I don't know. We have like eight possible pilots going. Char- one of them's got to work. Charles gets trapped in an elevator. This is one of the other last episodes. There was no like series finale. Yeah. It probably just ended, and then it's like, whoops, yeah. no more episodes. Charles gets trapped in an elevator with a blind woman. A pilot, pilot, pilot. A pilot, possible. <laughs> Charles and a blind chick. Every episode is just him and a girl in the. Uh, that would be an interesting show. Wait, and the it's, the whole show takes place in an elevator. Oh, that'd be awesome. We could do that for Netflix. We could build a set that looks like an elevator. And is the whole season or the whole series? It's all just in an elevator. Yeah. Will we have flashbacks to life outside the elevator? No, it's too much. Oh, shit. Okay, now I'm for it. Do we starve? Does it get really dramatic when we start eating each other? Could it be that it... How about this? It's an anthology. This elevator sucks. It's always breaking, but nobody knows it. And every week, a new set of people get trapped in the elevator. There's going to be a sexy episode because, come on, a couple of attractive people get stuck in an elevator yeah. and, like, a few hours later, no one's coming. I'm like, we're fucking. I'm but because sorry. it's on YouTube, they, they, the camera doesn't pan down. You just see them, like, get on the floor. And that's how the episode yeah. ends. Or how about a, a couple who's who's about to get a divorce? They're, they're coming from the divorce proceedings and they get trapped in an elevator. Well, of course, you know, the story has to be how they make up and then yeah. they get back together. Maybe there's a third party in there who uh, mediates. This is a good show. And we could totally do... All we need is to get a few pieces of plywood to build a set in my garage. Or, listen, buildings have elevators. No, you can't film in an elevator. Why not? Because it's going up and down. We close it off. You can't just close off an elevator. Nah, I know people. I'll close off an elevator. I'll tell you, we build a set that looks like an elevator. Ooh, we can even make a sign... We could... Or we could do... A sci-fi elevator? You ever see that Room 23 on HBO? It's pretty good. No. It's a it's an anthology where there's the same room in a hotel where weird shit happens. No, I know of it. It's pretty good. I've I never watched all the episodes, but the ones I've watched were pretty good. That Mark Duplass created it. I don't know who that is. But we could do that with the elevator, where it's like. I know Love in an Elevator by Aerosmith. Maybe it's time. Did, he, he, did you know he loves it up while he's going down? Time traveling elevator, like people from now get on the elevator, and then people from the forties get on um, too. Oh wait a minute! Every floor is a different time period. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a Twilight Zone elevator, and it lets you off at different times. That's pretty good. So you get on in the 40s, you get off in the 2040s? Well, that would be crazy. 1940s. I feel like if we went back to the 40s, we'd be fine. I think going to the past is better than going to the future as far as culture shock. Yeah, because at least we'd be familiar with things. So, yeah, we'd know. We'd be talking like... If we went 100 years... We'd be talking like James Cagney. Yeah, see? Yeah, you. Give me a bologna sandwich, see? That's how I eat. That's how I'm ordering a sandwich at the... Uh... Come here, you. Put some mayo on that. <laughs> yeah. Not mustard. Hmm. I need a job, see? And there's no computer, see? So you can't look me up, see? Yeah, you could easily get a job in the 40s. Yeah. Think about that. 
if you got tree if you're 1940s mark no one's uh, checking shit yeah and you but you come here you can't get a job yeah, if I go into the past, I could say that I, I'm a college graduate from uh, Princeton, like Charles in Charge. No, to look shit up. I just say I am. I'm good. I mean, if you if you were caught in, in a crime, you just moved to another state, are they sending your uh, record somewhere? No. no. And I committed a lot. And when I go to the past, I, I plan on committing a lot of crimes. Man, it must have been great in the Because they don't do that. DNA. It's like, fuck it. You could do whatever you wanted. There was no computers. Yeah. I don't even know how banks knew you had money or not. Robin Banks. I guess it worked the same way as it does now. Because people always ask, like, why can't I just hack into my bank and give myself a million dollars? But the reason why is because you have to be checked on both that like both ends have to be like the transaction's gotta be on both ends. You can't just have one side of transaction. No, seriously, man. Someone gave me a million dollars, I'm telling you. Yeah. So now you're right though. If we got off on that elevator in the future, we're kind of fucked because we don't have a social security number or you know, we try to put in our info. It's like, um, you're, you're 300 years old. <laughs> Obviously that's not you. Yep. So like, what do we do? You can't just like, I guess I, I, I don't really exist. Yep. Yeah. You'd have a lot of trouble. And plus I think you assume that the future is going to fall apart. So it's all going to be shitty and it's going to be like Mad Max and shit. Could be, or it could be yeah. fun. Could be fun. Yeah. Either way. Either way, if we're in the future or today or in the past, I want Charles in charge of me. Exactly. HotShotWizKids.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Tell a friend about Charles. New boy in the neighborhood Lives downstairs and it's understood He's there just to take good care of me Like he's one of the family Charles in charge of our days and our nights